All right. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the Beefy Boys Bud Club. Um, I'm Christian. I'm joined here by good companion Joe. I still don't have a catchphrase, so I'm just... Hello. And my catchphrase is, uh, oh, derp. So we're losing Vito today. Vito's unfortunately out due to sickness. We're going to miss him. But uh, we do have the dogs to replace him here. (laughs) And the microphone is set up, but they don't know it's unplugged. So um, anyway, we're going to get, I mean, we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk sports. I've got a lot of sports to talk because there's a lot that I found out over the last few days. Um, last night I went and hung out with some friends of mine, some good buddies and, uh, you know, they all go to, or most of them went to Eastern Washington and then some of them are local and, you know, we're all good core group of friends. And one of them mentioned to me something I had no fucking idea about, but something that like really got my hype up. And that was the, uh, all pro pro curling team. And I think that this is something that, <laughs> I think that, I think this is something that everybody. Yeah, you showed me this video when I came, first got here. Yeah. <laughs> I was studying up on it, learning a little bit more about it. But yeah, big shout out to, uh, to Michael Steckler for letting me know and, and telling me about this because I'm, I'm really interested in this. And I feel like curling is something that almost every guy kind of has the idea of trying. Everybody kind of wants to go and curl. Well, it's because it looks like a, like a pub game, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like it's giant like shuffleboard. shuffleboard. Yeah. yeah and they're wearing pajama pants, basically. And that's I mean, the uniform. You've been in the, you've been in the, in the Dutches with me before when we play some shuffleboard exactly. games. You've seen how competitive that <laughs> exactly. shit can get. Um, the so gold the, medal, pro- the captain of the gold medal team looks like he just got done, like, smoking a cigarette and balling. He's got, <laughs> like, a mustache pedo mustache. And like yeah, and a pot belly. looks straight out of the 70s. <laughs> I know. But those guys <laughs> killed it, man. That was awesome. <laughs> so the all-pro curling team is um, Jared Allen, obviously, big, you know, big name in the NFL, 136 sacks, 11th overall in the sacks. Then you got Keith Bullock, an all-pro linebacker from the Titans, Michael Roos, an all-pro left tackle for the Titans. And the cool thing about Michael Roos is he he was a local guy from Washington. He grew up in Vancouver, Washington, and he played his football at Eastern Washington. And it actually gave way to their name Roos Field, which is pretty awesome. And as you know, their Roos Field is the the red turf, which is pretty badass especially in the wintertime when everything is frozen around it and the field is just red. Um, but, yeah, he, he was drafted in 05 and played in his entire NFL career for the Titans. So another Titans player, and, you know, he was with them his whole career, which is awesome. Then you got uh, Mark Bolger, two-time Pro Bowler QB for the Rams. And uh, so together they're striving to compete in the Winter Olympics. You know, and that's something that's – pretty awesome you know retired NFL players are actually able to get into a new sport that they hadn't ever played before but something that they've been interested in and now they're taking it to the competitive level they're going to be I think they're going to be qualifying here in the next couple of weeks or maybe next week something like that it's really it's fairly soon but they've been practicing for a while you can check out their YouTube page they have all of their practices on there it's about two or three hour videos on there (laughs) but yeah, they're trying to go and compete in the Winter Olympics and become gold medal Olympians, which is awesome for NFL players. I, I like the idea. I think NFL players could be Olympians, you know. And so they it's said quite, that, it's quite the quite the goal. <laughs> it's quite the goal. 
And they said that um, uh, getting the gold is the same as a 2-14 and 14 team winning the Super Bowl the following season. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> so at least they know that they have, you know, that they have their difficulties. And they, they do scrimmage against the men's, you know, the gold medal winning team. And uh, it, it doesn't go in their favor very well. But it's cool that they're actually able to practice with them and play with them and, and you know, learn from the gold medal winners who look like they were on dad weekend, um, <laughs> which is awesome. I love curling. Curling is one of my favorite sports in the Winter Olympics. And uh, I think the Winter Olympics to me is better than the Summer Olympics, in my really? opinion. I, I just enjoy it a little bit. I just feel like the Summer Olympics has much more varied sports. There Everything is. There's a lot more There's a lot like, more varied sports. Oh, but look, ice skating and skiing, again, how many different types of skiing do there need to be? Dude, that skiing shit gets intense when they do that, like, big long jump or the, you know. The ski like jump? The, the ski yeah. jump. But it's also boring to watch. Oh, look, another guy looking, jumping exactly the same distance. Oh, he yeah, made it six inches further. They wipe okay. out and shit. It's, it's <laughs> But they, like, never crash, though. That happens so rarely. I love both <laughs> Olympics, but I just don't care about bicycles, you know. That's one sport I don't care about. I don't care about um, is, well, I'm trying to think of one. That another one that I don't really care about, but the boxing isn't a isn't a summer sport anymore in the Olympics, is it? It's I been out for quite don't know. quite some time, but I don't really care about the basketball. <laughs> don't care about that. Don't care about bicycles. But I do love the swimming. I love the beach volleyball, and you know, just volleyball in general is fun to watch. It's a fucking competitive sport, and it's fun to play. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. sports to play. Um. And you know, they go crazy. Water polo is another fun one. It's hard for me to nice. say that I actually like the Winter Olympics a little bit more than the summer, but I feel like I can get more invested into the Winter Olympics because there's less sports. There are less sports. So true. you're able to actually keep track of it pretty well. There's less weird shit like dressage. <laughs> what? <laughs> Horse dancing. <laughs> And then they got field hockey too. I don't yeah, really, I, I don't really care about field hockey, but I do care about regular hockey, which is in the Winter Olympics. That's true. Um, so yeah, they're going for the Olympic gold. I think it's going to be awesome to see their progress and to see how they do or what they do. And uh, you know, even if they don't make it, at least they can say that they tried and that they're qualifying for it. And they had something to do mm. outside of the NFL. That's not like owning a restaurant and going bankrupt. Um, so car wash, <laughs> car wash, Lake City car wash or dry yeah. cleaners. So, um, so the AAF. I seem to be the only one in the podcast who seems to be following it at the moment. <laughs> seem to be I, the only one. I promise you, in the neighborhood, <laughs> I'm probably the only one in the neighborhood who who watches it. But I mean. I, I just enjoy football so much. I love football. Like, it's you know, it's obviously my favorite Shock. sport. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the reason why I love it is just because when, when football season's over, everybody feels that dread of, holy shit, we have to wait this long for college football. We have to wait this long for NFL. It's like, this gives you that fill 
for 10 weeks, it gives you the fill of football. And then now you got the so XFL. only 10 weeks long? Season's 10 weeks long. Do they have playoffs? And then they'll have all? a playoff system. How many teams in the playoffs? Um, I'm not too sure. I haven't, I haven't invested that much. thought you were a much. super fan, man. I'm no super fan, but I'm a big fan <laughs> of it. Who's your team? Who, who's the closest team to here? Is it Salt Lake? Arizona. Oh, Salt Lake or Arizona. One Probably or the other. Salt Lake. But Salt Lake, I know that Salt Lake City, the Crusaders are actually like a, they're the affiliate of the Seahawks. So they're like a, a part Seahawks How do you have affiliate. an affiliate league when you only have eight teams? <laughs> so they, so it's pretty much like they take players from that organization. There's a few no, no, ex- I Seahawks players from No, no, I understand how an affiliate in. works. But like in the G League, there's an affiliate for every NBA team. Right. So there's not going to be an affiliate for every NFL team. So no, it feels like a but competitive it works for, advantage it's, to it's have about, one. It's about four. It's about four to five teams. Uh, a team that's affiliate. Oh, that's even weirder. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but it's you know it's just starting. Oh, so they're geez. figuring shit out, getting it all together. And uh, who are the biggest stars? Is it Trent Richardson and Christian Eckenberg? Yeah. <laughs> Notorious draft busts. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. But Trent Richardson, man, he's making a comeback with his career. It makes me happy. It makes me happy to see that the guy's able to go back to Alabama because he plays for Birmingham Iron. So he gets to go back to Birmingham. He gets to run. He gets to do whatever he wants. And seeing him play in week one, he seemed to actually be a lot smarter with his choices. I just don't know what it was about Canada or the NFL that was making him struggle on seeing wide open gaps. I really seeing the gaps that he would have is hard to miss it. Even if you're not a running back, you could see it right off the bat. He had a good O line in Cleveland. He had a good O line in um, Indianapolis. Uh, in Indianapolis, he didn't have the best O line. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. But in Oakland, he also had a good O line. Played for Oakland. He played for Oakland in, I think, the preseason. Oh. And then they let him go. And then he went to Canada. And so now he's back. He's in the States. He's playing for this league. And he's actually able to have fun playing football. I think that's what it is for a lot of these guys. Is It kind of takes off the pressure of being an NFL bust and not being able to perform well after that you're classified the NFL bust, mm-hmm. which, unfortunately, he was a big bust. And I feel like this league gives him the chance to kind of get his confidence back, get his groove back, able to, like you know. Like Stella. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, you know, Shout he's able to, like, movies. <laughs> able to focus more on football and less stress. He doesn't seem like he's stressed out. It seems like he's having a good time. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that his comeback is coming. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Money Man coming around this league you know, we're going to be seeing a lot of quarterbacks bouncing around this league just because mm. they seem to get all of the the, the bums. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. I think uh, Mettenberger is a quarterback in the oh. AAF. But one thing about the, one thing about you know the Alliance League is the plays are fun. Like they do have big gain plays. They have big defensive plays. Lots of turnovers. Lots of touchdowns. And it seems like it's a competitive I mean, it's sport. Not, not like. 70 to 63 like the arena football league used no, to be though no <laughs> fuck no but it's it's you know it's football it's like legit football mm-hmm. these guys are out there playing their 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 hearts out and it shows because they play they play hard um and they you know it just feels authentic it doesn't feel like i'm getting gypped 
Plus, you can watch the games for free on the Alliance website. You can watch it on TV if they're not battling it out with uh, college basketball, which <laughs> most of the time right now they are. Well, so it's, it's a little bit tough. Almost March. It's almost March. So everybody knows what that means. It's going to be March Madness. We're going to talk about that. Um, hey, I have a college basketball tangent while we're on this topic. <laughs> are you, so you're familiar with Zion Williamson of, of course. Duke? Of course. Did Duke's, you... my, Duke's the team that I follow. I was so, named after Christian Leitner. Really? Yep. Wow. Dead serious. That Dad's makes die a hard. lot of sense. <laughs> he was a shithead, you know. <laughs> Notoriously. I guess that's why people compare me to him. Huh? Anyways, Duke and UNC were playing the other day. <clears throat> yeah. Resale tickets were around $3,000 a piece. Zion Williamson, with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Sprains his knee because his brand new Nike shoes like fell apart. Oh, they like exploded. Five minutes they into the game. Yeah. Oh, no, it was 30 seconds into the oh, game. Oh, was it? His <laughs> fucking shoe fucking exploded crazy. and he hurt his knee. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. You know, Nike stock dropped by a billion dollars. Yeah. And day. then Puma hit him with the, uh, with the tweet. Did they? Saying that <laughs> that wouldn't have happened in Pumas. But then again, I don't, I don't think Puma can compete with Nike. I don't as know if any NBA players are wearing Pumas. It's going to be time for Adidas, man. Adidas is going to be making its big, its big comeback. You, so you never play like NBA 2K? I don't play 2K. I just ne- I never. One of the really... things you can do is like, you, if you get a custom shoe deal, you can make your own shoes. I try That's to make pretty them cool. As hideous as possible, the like periwinkle and burnt orange. <laughs> I think that I think that 2K is made better than like you know a game like Madden. I yeah. think I think that's why people want to have like the the 2K series buy football out, like buy the NFL out, so mm-hmm. that they can make football games again. Because they did have that one. I think it was 2005. It was NFL 2K 2000 or 2K5 or whatever. That was 20 bucks. Was that? They, the last one they made was only 20 bucks. Like, well, I think for it was the, 2K5. I mean, I had it for the original Xbox. There's a Philadelphia player on the cover of it. I can't remember who it was. But they that the, game was a lot of fun. They gave you the first person mode. Did, yeah, and they had the ESPN tie in. So they had, they like, had the ESPN yep, graphics. They had yeah. that. They had your house. Yeah. So they had like the player crib. And in your crib was all of your trophies. Well, that's something and, that's all in the 2K. Yeah, so it's like, NBA you know, stuff that stuff too. you don't yeah. get in Madden. And I feel like Madden has a lot of empty space that they could like, use yeah, for that. Yeah, it has that contract to like 2025, though. So <sighs> it's going to be a while. I know. I don't understand the need for an exclusive contract. Give us some competition. Probably because EA uh, can't compete. Look at NBA Live. It's garbage. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so going back to the AAF. So today... Um, I mean, as you saw when you walked in, Salt Lake City just beat Arizona. So Arizona was handed their first loss from a winless team, Salt, L- Salt Lake City Crusaders, and they won 23-15. to um, I love the two-point conversions. I just I love that the fact that there's no extra point kick. It's all two-point conversions they when you score you a touchdown. That? Yeah, oh. I love it. And then there's no onside kick. Onside kick is fourth and twelve. Or fourth and twelve. Sorry, not twelve. Fourth and twelve. What? That's your onside kick. Um, but you have to be down by seventeen. Seventeen. Seventeen or more to use it earlier in the game, or you can use it at a certain time. I think around <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Well, that's so fucking random. <laughs> 
So playing right now as we're recording is because oh, they don't have kickoffs in that league. Yeah, okay, no kickoffs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so playing right now as we record is Memphis and Orlando. Uh, another situation where it's zero and two and two and zero. Oh. So I wonder if you know Memphis is going to bring the loss to Orlando. But then again, Orlando is pretty good and Memphis kind of sucks. Uh, Mike Singletary is the head coach of Memphis. Express and he oh. just doesn't seem to be too good of a head coach. Um, remember them, there, then there was, but remember, he was coaching for the 49ers I as know. well. And, and he showed the team his dick. And there was a whole <laughs> kerfuffle. You don't remember this? I do remember this. <laughs> he also threw a helmet at a player. Oh, did he? Hopefully it wasn't his helmet. Um, so, that was a dick joke, by the way. Oh, Jesus Laughing Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. And then tomorrow's going to be Birmingham Iron, who we were just talking about. Leading the charge, Mr. Trent Richardson versus Atlanta Legends. And then my personal favorite, San Antonio Commanders against San Diego Fleet. I will be catching that game in the afternoon. I believe it's at 5 o'clock on NFL Network. Um, you know, we're, so now we're going to bounce up to the big, you know, the big boys, the big league. Bow, bow. You haven't heard any Russell Wilson. Well, not until trade about an hour until ago. Until I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Which is what I think is weird because you're a Giants fan. So I've been really the, busy this week. <laughs> the big rumor is Russell Wilson is going to be traded to the New York Giants, which in my opinion just doesn't seem to make any fucking sense at all. I don't know where the the rumors came from because I, somebody said fucking um what's her face? Sierra, Sierra. prefers New York over yeah, Seattle. And it's like, "Oh, come on." I'm sure she also prefers She's an 180. I'm sure she also perform or prefers 180 million dollars from the Seahawks rather than what the Giants are going to give to Russell for him to get murdered out there. Uh, line was fine. <laughs> oh well, he's uh, he's getting murdered here too. Yeah, exactly. Too, but so the reason why I don't think it's going to happen is, I mean, the Seahawks lost a lot of their star players to make way for this new Seahawks team. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. Cam Chancellor is going to be gone, which he's still on the active roster because it's part of his contract, but that's going to be up soon. And then Earl Thomas isn't coming back. I have no no doubts he's coming, or like no doubts that he's leaving Seattle. It's sad. I love Earl Thomas. Good luck to wherever you go, but, you know, don't trash the city that made you. That's all I got to say. So... Well, I mean, he was great in Texas, but the NFL Seahawks made Earl Thomas who he is today. One of the best, you know, free safeties in the league. So, the you know, the defense has its people now. You know, Richard Sherman's gone, but they have Griffin and Trey Flowers working the, the corners. And I think that those guys did a pretty, you know, a pretty good job this year as being like stepping up and coming in, especially because Trey Flowers was a defensive back. In college, I think he was a safety in college, and they moved him to cornerback to to replace Sherman, and I think he did a great job. As a rookie, he was able to compete well, and he worked a lot with with pretty good star receivers. There's a few receivers that did have their way on him, and it's obvious that it was going to happen. But you have that. You have McDougal, who runs the backfield. McDougal is your leader in the backfield. He's the new Cam Chancellor or, you know, yeah, he's the new Cam Chancellor, and then you have Thompson, who's back there to replace Earl Thomas. 
Only problem that I have with Thompson. Thomas to Thompson. Thomas to Thompson. The only problem I have with Thompson is that he's super injury prone. Hopefully he gets his injuries, you know, on track and he's he's healthy again by the next season, which I think if that's the case, McDougal, Thompson, Trey Flowers, and Shaquille in the backfield is a very solid move. And that's a that's a great start to your you know, you're forming a defense. But we already have McDougal locked up for another three years. And obviously Bobby Wagner is the leader of the, of the middle. He controls the linebackers. He's the leader. He's a captain. He obviously is one of the best players in his position in the league. He's not going anywhere. The Seahawks aren't going to give Bobby Wagner up ever. So they're going to lock Bobby Wagner into a max contract they're going to lock Russell Wilson up into a max contract because those two are... Unless they trade him. They are. They're not going to trade him. It's not going to fucking happen. I guarantee it. I'll give you, a number, I'll give you the number five overall pick for him. Do you <laughs> take it? Number five overall pick mm-hmm. for Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. He was the third round pick. That's I don't an upgrade, care. man. He won a Super Bowl and then took him back to the Super Bowl the next year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Russell Wilson... You can have Eli. He's got two Super Bowls. The part about Russell Wilson being a forever Seahawk is he the offense is not really built around him yet, but it's starting to be. It's not going to be until you guys fire Brian Schottenheimer. Man. So they're going to start developing that offense with Russell being a not-so-mobile quarterback. I think they want to see Russell Wilson stay in the pocket a little bit more, but he does have the ability to scramble on the outside, which works, and it also throws defenses off. And they don't want to get rid of that, but they don't want to see Russell Wilson run the ball. Well, they don't like want to he run was. a modern offense. They don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to have him run the ball like he did two years ago. They don't want to have him run the ball like he did his rookie year or his, you know, his second year in the league when they won the Super Bowl. They don't want him to be running the ball as much. So they're going to start developing an offense around him. No, they want to run the ball into the offensive line for negative two yards twice, and then have Russell try and throw a fifteen-yard pass every yeah. time. Fucking and tell me about it. it. Run, run, pass. <laughs> um, and then Frank Clark leads the D line. You're not going to. Seahawks aren't going to lose Frank Clark, Bobby Wagner, or Russell Wilson. They're going to sign all of those guys, and then they're going to just run the the team around those three. And I think, you know, with Frank Clark and Jaron Reed and uh, Rashad Green, I believe his name is, on the D-line from USC, they're going to be – the defense for the Seahawks is going to be a big factor to next year. And I even think that the offense is going to be even better. Seeing Tyler Lockett's development come in and seeing that he had had his career best year in the league right after signing – his big contract, which is something that I love to see. But there's no fucking way the Seahawks are going to get rid of Russell Wilson. I don't Wilson. know, no man. Way. The Giants... Owners. Granted, if you want to have a, a quarterback hand the ball off to a fifth-round fifth draft pick running back, feel free, trade Russell, get whatever you want. I know, exactly. But, <laughs> Eli can run that offense. He's very great at run, run, pass, punt. You know, he's been doing it for years. <laughs> And then, yeah, think about your guys' contract time come fucking, you got Odell, and then you're going to have um, Saquon, and then you're going to have Russell if you have him on your team, and good luck. You know they're shopping Odell. Are they really? Yeah. Well, I don't know shit from the Giants. I don't follow the Giants. Two first-round picks. That's the asking price. Damn. 
Two first round picks for him? I don't think it's. I don't think anyone's going to do it. No fucking way. He's the best receiver in the league. You can give him. You can hit him with a no, 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 no. DeAndre Hopkins, I say, is a better receiver than Odell. Odell's younger. <laughs> he is. It doesn't matter. That was man. the same Antonio Brown argument. Antonio Brown's thirty years old. Odell's only twenty. Look, Antonio Brown is. Okay, Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown. He's, <laughs> he is one of the best wide receivers in the game, if not sometimes the best. But, you know, he's going to a new team, so we'll see how he plays on a new team. Same with Le'Veon Bell. I, I am not the biggest Le'Veon Bell fan. I think he's kind of a shithead. And I think he just has a bad attitude towards organizations. You know what I'm saying? I think he just does. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I feel like. Get signed by a team. Stop running your mouth. Play football. Then, when you're when you're proving yourself, talk shit about your old organization. I don't give a fuck. But mm. while you're still with your organization, until you get signed, don't trash your organization because it just shows other teams that this is how he is. You know, and same with Antonio Brown. They're both handling their situations the worst way possible. They look like fucking kids. I mean, they maybe there's like just something ch- wrong with the Steelers. They act like children. And I'm not saying there is nothing wrong with the Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers are falling apart. And it's it sucks because they had that amazing roster and they weren't able to muster up a fucking Super Bowl out of it, which is what the big, you know, which is what the big deal is now. They had that big team and I think them relying on Mike Tomlin to do the job kind of fucked them over big time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as the Giants go, pfft, dude, I don't know. I don't know anything about the Giants. I think if they bring back Eli next year, you guys are going to have a, you know, another shit season. You guys and are going to be able to. That seems to be the plan. You guys are going to be able to pick up another good player in the first round, and hey. Go for a quarterback, maybe not this year, because there's not really any quarterbacks that I can think oh, of that are going to last. Like Kyler Murray, or... that are going to last until the Giants pick, because Dwayne Haskins is going to be gone quick, and yeah. then I think uh, Murray's going to be gone fast. Even though they say, even though they keep saying, "Oh, I don't think Murray's going to go," you know, no, no, the they first... always say that. And they always yeah, they always the say that, and then he's going to get picked up by you know, because those people underestimate like. The marketing budgets and you know, yeah, team owners want to sell jerseys for a hot young quarterback. They don't really care if they get the best player or not. It's who is and the most profitable. Arizona. So they were talking about Arizona picking him up. I'll, yeah. So then, their manager says that they're fully invested in Josh Rosen, which is going to lead the Cardinals to ha- uh, probably be the worst team in the league <laughs> next year and the year after that because. Josh Rosen. Hate on Josh Rosen, man. He sucks. Chosen Rosen. He sucks. He, just, he wasn't able to do anything in the Pac-12. Barely could win Pac-12 games. If he did win, it was like squeezing by. And he most likely didn't finish the entire game because he was always out with injuries. I remember I remember he was talking shit about the Huskies' defense the year after the Huskies went to the playoffs and played Alabama, he was talking shit about the defense because they lost a lot of players. He came to Seattle and he got sacked, I believe, five times, threw two interceptions, and left the game in the second quarter of the game. It never came back out Damn. because his thumb was hurt. And that's just the kind of guy he is. He talks a lot of shit <laughs> and he can't ever back it up. He said he was going to make every team regret it this year that they didn't pick him and everybody made embarrassments of Josh Rosen. I think he's a I think he's I, a he played joke. fine. <laughs> he's a joke. They all played fine. I mean, I'm more of a 
a Sam Darnold believer than I am a Josh Rosen believer. And I think that's because I'm just don't believe I think in the Darnold Jets was thrown into a shit a situation. Because <laughs> yeah. you're thrown into the Jets. You have nobody on your receiving core. I mean, if you're looking at like Jermaine, Jermaine Curse, Curse and- come on. <laughs> Dude, that guy sucks. What did you say? Robbie Anderson looks like a homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, you got. Yeah, you got the homeless guy as your receiver. But I do think that he's going to develop as a better quarterback in the league, just because of the way he played in college and the way that he was able to win big games. If you haven't seen the Rose Bowl between USC and Penn State with Sam Darnold, watch that shit. It's one of the best games I've ever watched. And not to mention, he also but Saquon came, Barkley didn't play in that game. He set it out. He so also came to. Anything. He also came to Seattle, you know, Washington, and beat the 2016 Huskies team here at home, and it had me laying down on the floor, sad. But like that dog, just like my dog. <laughs> he doesn't even want to talk. He's looking away from the microphone. You think he's scared of it? And then my dog, my Dexter over there looks like Chris Christopherson. Like, I swear identical. that dog, Dexter there, thinks he's a cat. He like rolled over and had me scratch his tummy like he was a little kitten earlier. Now he's curled up, literally like a cat, on the armrest. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, video games, man. What are, you, what are you talking about video games right now? Are you still playing Apex? Not really. I've Not really? been hella busy. I got a flat tire Tuesday morning, like an hour before I was supposed to be at work. So that was a fun adventure. And then I couldn't figure out like where it was. And then I finally did. And by the time I was finally like found the jack and was able to pull the flat tire out of the, it's like my Prius trunk has like three different compartments. I had to like wade my way through. That's when the fucking, the guy came to fix it. And then I got the flat tire changed and he's like, oh, this flat tire is like, or this spare tire is also really low on air. I'm like, motherfucker. He's like, just drive it real slow. I think there's an air pump around the corner. I'm like, okay. So I did that, and then I drove it home, caught a lift. Still haven't gotten it fixed, fucking. So you need a new tire. You have a, you have a spare on there, but you need a new tire. I have the donut, yeah. I don't still want to drive yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to drive around yeah. with that. I see people driving with that fucking thing on the freeway. It's- oh, I did. But I was in the I was in the I was the person in the right lane with my flashers <laughs> no, on going twenty five like, in the fucking carpool lane. These guys are driving around with a donut. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And that shit'll bust your tire out real quick. I've had a tire blow out on the freeway before in my Mercedes like two years ago, and it haunted me from the freeway for uh, at least a year. I couldn't go on the freeway like comfortably. And yeah. that was just I'm because worried. I was always driving piece of shit cars. I'm worried I shredded the shit out of the sidewall, but. The tires are, like, brand fucking new, and they had road hazard warranty, so it's going to be fully replaced for free. When are you getting it fixed? I have to wait for Discount Tire to get the tire in stock, because I bought the all-weathers, and they're not keeping them, they don't keep them in <laughs> the thing for anyone, because apparently no one is wants snow tires around here. They want the fucking cheap-ass, like, you can't drive these in the rain or snow tires, yep. <laughs> so whatever. Yep. That's right. But anyways... And then I've been working full-time, and I picked up my extra shift. So all I've been playing is Kingdom Hearts. I finished Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. So is that number three? That's not three, is it? No. So you haven't played three yet? Well, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3, which is the 10th game in the series. I've played... I'm about to start Chain of Memories, which is the card battle game that Vito played. I finished 358 over two days, which is the DS game, which was just a series of cutscenes. So it was basically a three-hour movie instead of a game <laughs> that took me like five days because the voice acting was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, 
One prayer equals, or one like equals one prayer for Vito. That's going to be our hashtag of the day. We'll tell you guys that story here in a little bit, but Joe, go ahead and continue. We told that story, didn't we? On Did Christ- we? On the Christmas special, I thought. I don't know. Where he fell down, trying to sit down in the chair and had to be carried home. Yeah. One He's like, I didn't need to be carried like. home or whatever. Anyway, one prayer equals one like for Vito. We miss him. Um, so, yeah, so- I've still been playing Kingdom Hearts. And a little bit of Rocket League. The one thing I heard from Kingdom it. Hearts 3 is that people were disappointed at how short the game was. I don't know if you've read on that or, or anything like that, but that was all I saw on Facebook. And that's a lot of my... That's know, I've seen some of that, but it's like it's like a 20-hour game, you know? That's a, It's pretty long. It's 20 not, hours is a fucking long time. Modern JRPGs are like 60 to 80 hours. That's what people were hoping for. Right. That's kind of crazy. Especially for how long, especially for how long it took for them to make it. I know. That's like only two years if for every year it's been in development. I mean... Damn. <laughs> 2005 was when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. A game that I've other- been, a game that I kind of broke out, started playing again was Dying Light from 2015. Dude, that game is, oh man, one of the best zombie games I've ever got my grubby yeah. hands on. And I just, I love the the parkour mechanics in it. Work out really well. They're not sloppy. They I don't, played the demo. They don't suck. And that you know, I think they did it so well. Not only that. They've been so invested in keeping their community alive in that game that not only are they working on a sequel right now that looks awesome, and I'll talk a little bit about the sequel once I get some more information on it. I promise you guys I'll deliver a little bit more information on the, on the sequel. But as of right now, I'm still playing the first one, but they there's new updates, so I had to go through a big update on it, and that was because I've missed like every single update that they've had from the last time I've played it till now, and there's a ton of shit. They had, I think, 10 weeks of each week they would bring you free content, which is like free new well, weapons. The, the Witcher 3 did something like that. They yeah, had, like, free, for, free like, new weapons, yeah, like free months. outfits, free, you know, whole bunch of cool stuff, but it's all for free, and they would drop it in the middle of the map, mm. and you'd have to, you know, get it. And so you have your loot boxes that are free from the from that, you know, company that makes that game. I think that's a really solid way to keep your players involved. And they have a big following now, and they have kept the same following like myself. Usually I play the game, and I don't really ever play it again. But I'm rebeating it now, and I erased my old, old game so I don't play the game again with all of my updated weapons that are strong enough to uh, so you're starting from starting the from from blank because i beat the you game still gotta once. finish red dead get back in the red dead <sighs> i know man i don't know what it is but red i haven't dead. been able to there's the time the the thing with red dead for me is that's a game that i need to like sit down and play yeah, i know it's for like four hours minimum it's deliberately slow so if you only have like 20 minutes you can maybe walk from valentine to fucking sand and it's like okay i didn't do anything yeah <laughs> great so it's, it's a it's a hard game to play if i don't have the time for it and dying light's a faster paced game i can see that i suppose so it's like you know plus if i'm not doing any missions i just go out there and kill zombies for experience points and then wait till nighttime comes and then kill the the big volatile monsters at night and gain double the experience because at nighttime experience doubles so it's cool i love the way the game works i think the game still holds its own as since 2015 i remember the first time i played it the first time i saw volatile i was playing it in my old like little tv room with the light off and all of a sudden it's like you're trapped outside it's dark 
and then the room is dark that I'm playing in, and then I have to run away from like 50 fucking volatiles who are chasing me up the street back to my safe haven i'm like oh my god like what the (laughs) fuck is going on i'm like trying to jump over walls these guys you know they have their fast run their dude the game is spooky yeah the game's got its spooky parts like when you got to go into like a a tunnel that's where all that's where all the volatiles are hiding Mm. during the day so if you go to a tunnel during the day to retrieve someone or something or do a mission you have to fight like a whole nest of volatiles and running zombies because they're all in the dark. What was that Will Smith movie? I am legend. I am legend. That would, reminds me of that. Oh. And then yeah, the zombies, the regular zombies, like the you know the plebeian zombies, get stronger <laughs> at nighttime, and most of them turn into runners at night. A lot of them turn into runners at night. So at yeah. nighttime, you have a lot more runners, and then you have a lot more special zombies like. Uh, like kind of like the the higher class zombies. So you have the volatiles, and then you have a, a different one who's like who only eats at night, and you have to collect him one time, collect skin samples from him to make some kind of. No, I remember from the demo. I'm like, I'm not even gonna fuck around with this nighttime shit. If it, the sun is like starting to set, okay, I'm gonna just go hang out my camp till sunrise, <laughs> not messing around. <laughs> I liked climbing the roofs at nighttime because you could still do that like quietly. But you can do it without avoiding detection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to climb the roofs for that double XP. But sometimes I would fall off of the roof and I'd hit the ground. And all of a sudden I have runner zombies after me. I have volatiles after me. A disaster. And then you die and then you respawn. It's morning time and you're like, fuck. There goes yeah. all that XP that I was working on. But the game... Still, man, holds its own. There's a battle royale uh, mode for it now where you have to get a vaccine and then you have to kill your way to be the only person to jump on the helicopter. Even if you don't kill your way there, I think you can still make the helicopter and you can beat the race. It's a pretty much a race. It's a battle royale race, which is super cool. I like the idea of get, getting your vaccine and getting on it. Benji, what are you doing, buddy? Stop. Go. Go. Sorry. I'm folks. glad we turned that microphone off because this tail Dog has been difficult. whacking against it for a while. <laughs> Dog faculties, you might call them. But yeah, so technical technical dog faculties, anyways. <laughs> Grandmaster pun. Um I I think that video game is great. I still think it's great. Playing it from scratch is fun. It kind of gives you the the heebie-jeebies back because you don't have strong weapons when you have your strong weapons the game is a piece of cake volatiles are killed with one hit or two two hits whatever but god that game is fun gives me the heebie-jeebies i've looked at it in the store a few times when i'm in a lull i mean i have like six more kingdom hearts games to play and (laughs) i got two more yakuza games to play so i'm looking right now right now at outlast 2 thinking about just buying that game and uh, just kind of seeing what that's all about. But I'm waiting for it to go on sale. I think that's going to be a great sale game. And uh, Do you have the... Are you a Game Pass subscriber? I'm not a Game Pass subscriber yet. you know they give you all sorts of free shit. Like, Crackdown 3 just came out and it's on Game Pass. I'm not... I'm not it, a, like 15 a month? I'm not a Game Pass guy yet. Shit, still still waiting on it. Like just because I don't have the... Don't have the proper time to play as much, so it's like if I'm paying for another subscription to a video game or to a 
to a system yeah, that I'm that. already paying a, uh, a subscription to. It's just kind of like, ah, fuck Why it. I canceled my PS Now subscription. Well, and because I got shittier internet and I couldn't stream it properly. But <clears throat> Ain't that a bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know what's weird about this episode? There's no, there's no veto laughs, man. <laughs> there's oh, there no giggles, no fucking mic spike. Yeah. No mic spike giggles. Um, yes, the mic's levels are pretty much But what we do regular. have is knowledge. <laughs> We've got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> Reading my book here. Uh, um. Knowledge. Knowledge I mean, yeah, was their so, treasure. Shout out to the aliens from Indiana Jones 4. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge was their treasure. <laughs> the movie sucked. Speaking of movies, <laughs> this is going to be a transition into music as well. So it's going to be, we're going to be talking about a movie. Damn it, I thought you were making a master transition and you said, speaking of movies, let's talk about music. <laughs> and I was going to make fun of the fact that my sister is convinced that we stage those because <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Jessica, oh no, we, we do yeah, not we really script don't, any we don't of script this. Anything. <laughs> right? We just kind of go with the flow. But yeah. I mean, I'm going to talk about a movie that brings up my, you know, my music topic I that I want to talk about. So there's a new movie coming out called Lords of Chaos, and that's about the black metal band Mayhem and all of the shit they went through back in the '90s. And if you don't know, I, I or you know what you do know because I talked about it during our Halloween episode where I this talked the guy's about. Like, Burning down churches and shit. Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And, you know, the album cover is of their singer with his brains blown oh, out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so they're I making heard, a movie I heard a on podcast that. About them too. So <clears throat> the problem that I the problem that I see with this movie is they say it's based off of the truth and the lies, which this whole movie seems like a big fucking lie. Like they say that these guys burnt down churches because they were doing it for Satan. These guys were actually burning down, they were burning down churches because they hated Christianity, because they felt that Christianity was pulling the Norwegians away from who they were, and they felt like they were being forced to be fed Christianity, so then they started burning churches. I thought they burned churches just to prove how metal they were. That See, that's what this movie's trying to do. It's mm. like, I think, and then fucking Rory Culkin is Euronymous, and who he, Roy Culkin's not even Norwegian. He's got no accent. Then they got some other scrub in there to play Burzum, <laughs> and he's not. He doesn't have an accent. The, the band itself gave them zero rights to use mm. any of their music. So first off, there's going to be no original music in there, which right off the bat takes me away from the movie. And then Rory Culkin is another one that takes me away from it. See if they did it. I think I think my one of my friends said it really well. If they did it as like a a a spoof it looks like a spoof so if they did it like a spoof it would be it would be better or or kind of like that movie uh deathgasm kind of like that kind of style where they took a a genre like like death metal and black metal and they made it into a a comedy horror movie with zombies and shit these guys like play some kind of of music they find in some abandoned house and it sends out a curse into their town and turns everybody into zombies. And <laughs> they have to, like, get their pages back okay. and replay the music. It's crazy. But the movie's full of, like, over-the-top amounts of gore and zombies and black metal music. And the soundtrack to it is awesome. But 
The only, like, I'm just thinking of the guitar guy from Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> this whole time. That's badass. <laughs> Fight with music. That <laughs> is badass. That that truck and Ma- I, I See, I want to watch that movie again. You know that was a That's- practical effect, right? They really built that thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know that. Crazy. And I'm going to be... I'm going to be watching that movie here again in the next few days. I, I got to see it again. But um, the movie would be better if it was like not based on mayhem. If it was just like its own standalone spoof kind of movie or <laughs> their own bullshit. <laughs> oh. Jesus. That's our dogs. Don't worry. Your dog's not barking. Maybe it is. Maybe you listen to us at such a loud volume that your dogs interacted with our dogs, and right. now you're probably real mad about now it. Now they finally joined the show. See, that's gonna, that's gonna, uh, that's just gonna keep bringing in the fact. Buy your dog a t-shirt. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, buy your dog a t-shirt so that we can get some studio space, so we don't have to keep recording with these dogs. Um, yeah, it, it, the movie looks like a joke. It, it's under low budget piece of shit. Uh, biography music biography movie that just looks terrible and they actually you know because this shit's a real story and the shit that happened is really grim it's not something that's like it's something that's better in a documentary than it is in a in a flat out like reenacted movie if you hear the documentary it's which there is a documentary on it that i just watched it's really good but these guys, like Burzum is highly, highly uncomfortable with them even using this story because he he says that he used self-defense to kill Euronymous and he stabbed Euronymous in the head and killed him Jesus. instantly because Euronymous was trying to kill him in his house and he had plotted to kill Burzum prior to this. And so, but anyway, that movie looks like a joke, but black metal is still like very strong with me. Like that, that kind of music is something that is just like, like seeing that shitty trailer made me go back and listen to a lot of these black metal bands from the nineties. And there's still, a lot of them are still around, but their music in the nineties is so gritty and so like spooky that I just, I love the, I love the grittiness and the spookiness to some of these albums. And you got bands like Immortal, you got Standalone Burzum, you got Mayhem, all those sounds or, or you know behemoth is another band that i've really been into but this is what i listen to when i run from oh, now yeah. on because it keeps me focused and it's like you know you get that you get that metal rush in your head that's just like drums pounding away that makes you forget about how much you're running right so it's like you know i don't know how much i'm running but i'm listening to this blast beat and it's fucking sick yeah. and because <laughs> it sounds like everything yeah. was recorded on one on one, uh, you know, tape recorder in somebody's garage. And that's like the master cut to some of these albums. And it's funny because they went into the studio to record this, their album. And they said that they wanted the worst microphones that the, that the studio <laughs> had to offer. And the guy said he had to sing into a headset microphone. So it's like recording a song on Turtle Beaches. Yeah. <laughs> but like Turtle Beaches from the 90s, which is fucking Jeez. hilarious. And, and I love that. You know, I, I love the, the fact that they know that they want shitty quality in their music. It's the goal. And um, <clears throat> a show that I saw last night. As everybody knows, a New Year's resolution of mine is going to concerts this year, going to a lot more concerts than I have in my life. So I'm already at three, and uh, 
Last night was my third, and it was Chris Christofferson at the Paramount Theater, which driving downtown fucking sucks. If you're not from the Seattle area and you're a listener, or if you are from the Seattle area and you're a listener, downtown is a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting there alone and leaving was almost as long as the concert. So prepare your travels. I we realized that <laughs> when we got there. But my dad bought a parking pass for it. I went with my oh. dad and he bought a parking pass for it. And the parking garage for the for the Paramount is three blocks over and two blocks down <laughs> and they have huh? no fucking sign. Really? So we had to like find it because there was a sign that there was like a, a little parking garage sign that just said event parking. Like just a little a little one above the prices. And you're like well, is this it? Is this it? So we parked there anyway, and turned out it was it. Um, the concert was great. You know, he's he's. I thought he was eighty-eight, which is you know, old, old. <laughs> but he's he's still old. He's fucking eighty-two years old, and he is still rocking the house, man. I'm telling you, he put on such a good show last night. There were times where you could tell that he was running out of breath in some of his songs, but the crowd was overall really, you know really into the music. He got standing ovations a lot. And one of my favorite parts was he toured with Merle Haggard's band. So Merle Haggard, if you don't know, is another one of those country singers, but he passed away. But his son plays guitar in the band. So his son is on tour with Chris Christopherson. So they played like three or four different Merle songs, and his son sounds exactly like Merle Haggard. It's incredible. His son was awesome. He got a standing ovation as well. The band was a lot of fun. And Chris Christopherson sang every single song I wanted him to sing. And it was just one of those feelings that when the concert was over, I I was speechless. I was so fucking speechless. I've been waiting to see this guy my entire life. And finally, I had the chance to see him. I, I mean... I don't know if you've had a concert like that where you've like see a band that you've been really just dying to see and they play and you're speechless afterwards. I mean, mm. I, I, dude, I was absolutely speechless. My dad was like, "How? What'd you think?" I was like, "What the fuck do you mean? What do I think?" <laughs> like I'm speechless right now, pops. But it was a great time. It was great to go out and do something with my dad. Something that we both have in common, which is Chris Christopherson, and uh, yeah, that was a fucking hoot. A real hoot. But, uh, and then I just bought uh, some tickets to another show coming up in the summertime. Damn. Yep. I'm booking it up this year. I'm going to go see Whiskey Meyer June 28th, Friday, June 28th (laughs) at 8 p.m. at uh, Neptune Theater. I'm going to be be seeing them, and they're they're one of my favorite (laughs) country rock bands to see. And I'm, I'm going to park at your house and probably just walk <laughs> to the theater because parking around there is atrocious yep, as well. Yep, yep. But yeah, I mean, uh, dude, concerts for me this year are like the key. They're, That's the goal? The, it's the goal. Just seeing them, Haley learning. Haley or is it just you? Uh, I'm, I'm taking her to Queen. Yeah. Bought tickets for us for Queen and then tickets for us for Michael Buble, which is something she wanted to do. You know, she had said that she wanted to see him so i figured well let's do something nice let's get these michael buble tickets plus i don't think michael buble is a bad artist i don't know any of his music i know his christmas music so it's going to be in april and i'm going to just kind of hope he sings his christmas songs (laughs) 
But yeah, I'd love to get Haley to go to more shows with me. Yeah. But she doesn't listen to the same kind of music as me. That's true. So it's like I'm not gonna take her to go see a rootness tootness country rock band like Whiskey Meyer because those guys get heavy and hectic and crazy and mm. it's a fun show, but it's just not for her. So it's like I'll ask her, do you want to go see these guys? Nope. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, so I've seen Culture Wall, Kiss, and Chris Christofferson so far this year. And, you know, uh, Michael Buble is in about a month. Well, maybe yeah. less than a month. At least it was April. Oh, wait. It's still February, oh, yeah. bud. You're right. I keep thinking it's March. Fuck. Nope. I hate February. Because college football or college basketball is on TV, so therefore it must be March. <laughs> we, all, we know you only tell time through sports. Mostly bit football. Seasons. My seasons are through sports. Um, but yeah, um, a record that I just got and I just heard for the first time is a, it's a brand new record from a band from Texas called, um, they're called the Flatland Calvary. And their album is called Homeland Insecurities. Great album. Easy listening country music. It's it's country folk kind of music. They got a full band. They got the violin. They got, you know, they got it all. Well, they call it a fiddle when it's in a country band. Well, the band. fiddle, yeah. They got the fiddle. <laughs> but it's overall the very... The guy playing the washboard and one on the jugs. <laughs> they got like, you know... So, I mean, if anybody knows, like, the band called the, the Turnpike Troubadours, I'd kind of compare them to them, but a little bit more easy listening version of them. And I think the singer is a great songwriter. The lyrics and the album are fucking incredible. I think it, it's worth a shot if you like the, the country folk style of music. It, it's a terrific album. And when they come to town, I'll probably end up going and seeing them. So, with that being said, I mean, I got... I, I want to hear... You told me that you, you said your sister... Uh, Sister had a uh, a poem. poem I was gonna pull us. that in at the end. Uh, you got how many more topics you got? <laughs> I mean, I we've covered them, man. Video oh, good because we're at like fifty-five minutes. It's music. perfect, yeah, perfect, it's perfect timing. Perfect, perfect timing. We miss All Vito. Right. We miss. We Vito. do miss Vito and his very infectious laugh. So yes, yes, my sister <laughs> oh, did boy. send us a poem. The dogs are very excited. Very excited. <laughs> Buy your dog a T-shirt. Get us some <laughs> studio space, y'all. Come That's on. right. Buy your dog a t-shirt. Buy me a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, buy, buy us some merch. Send it to us send and we can resell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real racket, huh? And if All you right. do buy merch, take a picture with it and we'll post it on the, uh, you know, on, yeah. on the Facebooks, We have made some sales. On the Instagrams. We have made on some the, sales. On the, and, and then the Twittergrams as well. We'll put, we'll put it all out there. I may have, uh, this is a tangent, but Ari gave me a Facebook tour yesterday and we may have handed out some of our business cards to several Facebook employees. So that's good. I'm still hoping we can get Frank to play it over the loudspeaker at MetMart. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long shot. That's a long shot. I think we have a better chance at getting Frank on the show than we do (laughs) getting it played on the overspeaker. But anyway, so your sister wrote the poem. Let's let's hear about this poem. This is called An Ode to Beef. So, the Beefy Boys, the boys of beef, they put out a new show almost every week. Video games, sports, music, they know about it all. The burps they get from fancy craft beer are never, ever small. (laughs) There's Christian, known throughout all of Beef Nation, for his oftentimes rambling tangential conversations. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Vito's not a fan of football. It's an undisputed fact. But we're all fans of his unique infectious laugh. Ooh. <laughs> Lastly, we have Beefy Boy Joe, responsible for limiting the time of the show. <laughs> <laughs> The boys of beef, the beefy boys, if you're a fan, make some noise. There you go. That's fucking awesome. My mom loved it. Yeah. She thought my line was funny in there, which uh, I think your sister's going to have a real hoot with this episode because it's just you and me, and I had yeah. my notes ready to go. You you're, were uh, prepped. I, I really had supplied. nothing going on. I've been working so hard this week. I don't know what it is, man. I'm on this fucking keto diet. My brain feels better. Well, feels yeah. More- your brain fog's gone. Yeah, they say. Feel and you know, of course I'm not drinking right now. So unfortunately, we don't have a local beer of the week this week. But we will be getting back into it, even though I won't be partaking in it. Joe and Vito can still drink beer. I cannot. Uh, But fun, fun little keto fact for all you folks. Um, Started the diet Monday at 3:08, and weighed in yesterday Friday at uh, 301. So trying to be 280 pounds by the time I go to Cabo in April. And so far, we're on the right track. Snaps. Now, if my several seasons viewings of The Biggest Loser on NBC has taught me anything is the first week, you'll lose about 10 pounds. The second week, you'll lose almost nothing. And that's because you're losing all your water weight. The water weight, exactly. So don't get discouraged when a week from now, you weigh 302 pounds, basically. (laughs) Well, I'm, th- I'm 301. I know. I, I know. I, I'm not going to gain weight. That's my goal is not gain weight. Well, if you're 301.5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 300.5. I can't remember what it was exactly, yeah. but we're working there, man. And I just got some brand new football gloves in today. And oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll show you them. Because they're they're worth the show because they're black yeah, and red. They sound cool. Black and red, which are my favorite colors, and I get really? to customize the number on the gloves. I'm pumped. Can't wait. Those uh, are my elementary school's wrestling team's colors, black and red. <laughs> That's awesome. We were the state liners because we were the on shit. the state line. I'm wearing a gray and red shirt That's true. right now. But uh, if you're in the if you're in the area, you know, a Seattle folk, and you love playing football and you're actually enjoy pickup football games let me know because your boy just started a new group on facebook to organize pickup football games on sunday so that way it's not shitty group texts the day of <laughs> email threads or email threads that, or that are hoping everybody can respond yeah. at one time we have the facebook group so somebody will make a post game here this time you know this place Show up if you want to play. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Gets us all active here coming into the spring and the summertime. But I think I should summertime. heed your sister's uh, words here. I'm going to start getting into a ramble if I don't <laughs> cut myself short. So, uh, Joe, how about you run them through our plugs? All right. Yeah, you can find us at beefyboys.com. That's our website. We're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Merch store is cafepress.com slash beefyboysmerch1. On Twitter at beefy underscore boys. I see a lot of AAF tweets going out <laughs> recently. <laughs> so, I'm on, I'm on, I run the Twitter. Uh, yeah. Instagram's beefy boys bud club for selfies. Pretty much just selfies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash beefy boys. And this has been episode 18 of the show. That's right. So with, here with me, I'm Joe. 
And I'm Christian Oder. All right. And we'll get Vito back. One prayer equals one, one prayer like equals for... one like for Vito. Or no, one like equals one We're, prayer. You're right. For one Vito. like there equals one prayer for Vito. Can we title the show that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Later. Later.